Hello and welcome to another episode of True Crime Time. How is everybody doing? I have some kind of uh, allergy thing happening, I think, so that's not my favorite, but I digress. Uh, he's my friend, he's your friend, he's fan favorite special guest, Lou Rayo. He is back again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <gasps> wow. Last time you told us you were spending all your money on booze. How's that going for you? Um... <laughs> It's it's uh it's still happening. I mean, I, I I pay all my bills. It's not like I'm like living in a box, but no. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so just before we started, I went and grabbed some beer, so two beers. But last week, on a whim, I bought all the ingredients for pina colada, and I almost when you were feeding your cat. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll make a. But I can't at this time on a weekday, legitimately, you know rationalized drinking a pitcher of pina colada no no and you know it's just for the the people playing at home it's uh 10 6 p.m here on the east coast so you don't really want to start drinking on a school night um the the heavier stuff and I, pina colada is not like a heavy drink but it does have well, liquor in it so yeah no i i uh i do eight ounces so i'd probably i'll put eight ounces of booze eight ounces of the mix and then ice yeah, that's you know that's eight shots. Oh, so I mean, so you're like a real professional about it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got the, I got the ninja blender. So like, oh, yeah, that's like, fancy. Yeah, it's, that's it's, very it's, fancy. This is another uh, true crime time. What do we call it? Last time a booze corner. Is that what it was? Booze. Booze corner. Is that what we said last time? I don't, know. I don't remember. Oh my gosh, I am. So wait, what are you drinking instead of your fancy I'm drink? Drinking, I'm drinking Coors Light. Tapping the Rockies. Oh, it's happened the Rockies. I'm drinking the only White Claw that was left in my refrigerator, which was a Surf Tropical Pomelo Smash. And it's a, it's all right. What yeah. flavor is that? Tropical Pomelo sma Smash? Splash? Smash. Smash. Is uh, pomelo it, a fruit? I think it's like a citrus fruit. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the... Right? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like a large, it's like bigger than a grapefruit. Yeah, like, a, it's not tasting the Rockies, but it is um, like a tropical vacation in your mouth, I guess, some might say. Um, <laughs> some might say that. Some might say that. Are you ready to talk oh. about our story today? I'm really excited about this one. A hundred percent. Okay. Um. I just want to include, I feel like it's weird. This is a weird segue because I was just saying I was excited and I was smiling and I feel like you can hear it. Um, I do want to include a trigger warning, weird segue, um, just because we're going to be talking a bit about corpses and a bit about decomposition. So I just wanted to let you all know what we're getting into in case it's something that, you know, is difficult for you to handle or you're not in the right headspace for it. Please get off the ride. Now, now is your time to exit. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is a man named Carl Tanzler. Here we go. So I'm pretty sure the first time I heard about this was on Ask a Mortician, which is a YouTube channel that Lou and myself, I know that you enjoy Caitlin. I love mm -hmm. her. I love her so much. Um, I did do a rewatch prior to doing other research for this episode just to kind of 
refresh because it was years ago that I watched that. Um, and other sources really quickly just include all that's interesting.com and Wikipedia. And while I was looking into this the other day, I could not stop myself from repeatedly exclaiming, what? What? Like I was so, <laughs> there's so much crazy information in this story. Um, and just being reminded of the details really was like, oh my gosh, I forgot all of this. But now, dear listener, I will tell those details to you. So in 1931, a man named Carl Tanzler, 53 years of age, fell madly in love with 21-year-old Maria Elena Malagro de Hoyos. Carl would make several claims about himself through his life. He was a doctor, he was a submarine captain, and he was a count. Um, my visual immediately goes to the count from Sesame Street. I know I'm not alone. Yes, the count. He was the count. Um, in actuality, though, he was none of these things, and especially not the count from Sesame Street, unfortunately. So Carl was actually a man who reportedly had studied weather patterns. He was of German descent. He emigrated to Zephyr Hills, Florida with his wife and two kids in about 1920. He did abandon them quickly after accepting a job as a radiologic technician at a hospital in Key West, which is where he met Cuban-American Elena. So Elena de Hoyos was brought to the hospital by her mother when she became sick, and it was learned that she was suffering from tuberculosis. And despite not being a doctor, Carl tried to help her. Allegedly, he repeatedly told her throughout this process that he had the feels for her, like serious, deep feels. And he would ply her with gifts and such. Um, and it has been said that as a young man, Carl would have visions of a beautiful, dark-haired woman who he believed was destined to be his true love and soulmate. And to him, meeting Elena was like a manifestation of this. He was convinced immediately that they were supposed to be together. Um, and she was not about it and never returned the sentiment. So we have an unrequited love situation. In because 1931, in the 30s, when someone says, I dreamed of you my whole life, that shit don't work. I mean, I don't think it would work even today. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, even back then, there's no internet. But, you know, women were like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Please continue treating me for tuberculosis. Like, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Don't mean to make it weird now. But um, in 1931, Elena did sadly pass away from complications with TB. Carl, still wildly in love, insisted on paying for her funeral, and Elena's family agreed to this. So, Carl got Elena a super nice mausoleum, which is something I also want. Not the same one, my own. I would like my own mausoleum. Um, but the pictures of this, because there are pictures online, make it look super fancy for the time. There's lots of plants. It's a decent size. There were like wreaths on the side. I think three of them, maybe three on each side. Um, there's a nice big door and um, it looks, it looks pretty legit. I like it for me, for my mausoleum though, just bars. Bars are fine. I like the mystery. You can kind of look inside, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know this sounds weird, but I have always enjoyed looking at mausoleums. Am I alone? Do you, do you like mausoleums too? I mean, look, I don't see a ton of them in the South where I am. I'm sure they're true. Exist. Mostly it's like 
the creepy small like you're driving on a side road and there's like a cemetery with like seven headstones in it and you're like oh, oh that was the whole family and their ghosts are on this road um yeah they used to have more. family cemeteries all the time no, yeah they still do i mean there's literally not to go way off topic but there's towns i passed through where the cemetery you can it's as long as it's like the size of a backyard and like that's the town wow. cemetery so like yeah i see a lot of that in new york i would see more mausoleums like you yeah enjoyed, when i was a kid i was like why is there a house in there like is someone in there that's what i, I liked about it i want I my own like house to be a ghost in that's what i want um but also i just i like them architecturally i think they're beautiful i love when they have gargoyles on them I'm a big fan of gargoyles. <laughs> I think we need more gar- gargoyles in general in this world. Um, the thing that was interesting about Elena's mausoleum is that it was short. It was pretty short. And I, w- I wasn't sure of the scale initially in the picture, but in order to get in the door, it looks like you would have to stoop over really, really far. And for me, I'm pretty tall. Um, so for me, if I was like trying to get in there, I'd be like kissing the casket like that's how far you have to bend over um but i don't know if that did like you have to walk into the ground was that it or no they're so they didn't show the inside they only showed the outside i don't think that you did because i get i get what you're saying but i don't know if this design in particular was something um for the time like if this was like the standard build or if this was just like what he wanted or whatever um I will post a picture of that on Instagram so you all can see what I'm talking about. But the other thing with this mausoleum is it required a key to get inside, which is fine. However, Carl and not her family had the only key. So he was the keeper. Yeah, he was the keeper of the keys. He started sneaking in at night to visit her and started his special secret mission of embalming her in the night by himself. So that's... That's cool. Um, Apparently, he also had a phone installed in her mausoleum so he he could call her at any time. But yeah, like, I don't. (laughs) Hello? Who's there? No one? Okay, good. But it's not even, it's just rigging. Like, did it make him feel good just to call? Like, he's like, oh, she still didn't pick up. Everything was okay. Like, that is honestly, like, (laughs) of all the things, like, on any true crime or any of your episodes, because. I would, I'm not super, whatever, I'm not superstitious, I don't, we differ on our views on ghosts and ghouls and whatever, I would never want to call a mausoleum, because what <laughs> if, like, even if, like, anything other than a ring happened, I would be like, oh, fuck, like, I would be so afraid. Like, what if it rang two times and then picked up and there was no sound? Yeah, that's it. That's I'm, terrifying. I have, I have to move now. Yeah. You can't, no, that's not okay, but... I'm I'm very curious. One of the thoughts I had when I was when I was learning about this and, and writing about it is I was like, what did the person who installed that think? Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like in the '30s. Like the phone in the '30s was like getting your own like lighthouse or something. It's not like every yeah. house has a phone. But you know, too, like when you talk with your contractor. And you're just like making small talk. You're like, oh yeah, well, I just want to do this for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, did he give a reason? Did he give a justification for like, oh yeah, you know, when I stay here at night, I just want to make sure I can call that. Like, well, I don't know. 
it's just something I thought of. I just I thought just, it was like, interesting. This is me now going like way too far, like with the last episode. Like <laughs> it's okay today. Running a phone line, obviously phone lines are kind of like less and less. But let's say in the last twenty years, not a big deal. The phone lines are out there, like everywhere, and they spike the line. They run into your house. It's nineteen thirty. Was it thirty one? Like nineteen, 30. I think nineteen thirty. Okay, so it's like in the in the early thirties. So like what think about what the phone company has to do to make this happen. Like we have to yeah. put up telephone poles and like run lines and then like dig holes and like run the line to this like we have to like call the president and like get the infrastructure and the civil engineers <laughs> yeah. involved so we can run special the funding. Line. Yeah. It's I mean, not, it, it sounded like he had money. He did like commission a mausoleum for her. And it's stone. That's not like cheap, you know. Um it was 1931, though. I just checked. 1931. You were right. Um, but so, I, about two years after these visits began, Carl couldn't help himself any longer and, using a toy wagon, moved Elena's body from the mausoleum into his home. <laughs> yeah. He would later claim, when he would visit her, that her voice would repeatedly tell him to take her from her grave. Mm -hmm. So that's not great. Not over the phone, not on the special phone line, just when he would be there himself. Um, so his home was pretty isolated, which I guess is what you want if you are moving a corpse in. Like, you don't really want to publicize that too much, right? Um, and it was kind of like a, like a barn-looking structure or like a, sh a shack kind of deal. It did double as both his lab and his home, um, and that's where he would do his experiments after he was fired from the hospital. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I can't imagine. So on the premises of his home, he also had what looked to be a small aircraft that he called Elena's airship, which is allegedly where he initially kept her um, and tried to work on restoring her she said with quotations air quotes um yeah i see your face he was also working on this airship because he planned to quote take her high into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate elena's tissues and restore life to her somnolent form end quote yep there we go so there it that's is. that's the thing that he said um in the trial <laughs> and there was a trial okay so time is going by and we can't ignore something that happens to all corpses they decompose that's the thing that happens at this stage of the game years in i cannot imagine the state of of this body and remember carl did initially secretly embalm her but that, that only holds up for so long especially you know, when you're exposed to the air and stuff. Like, it's not like she's buried and there's a vault, etc. So, yeah, and, Carl... And what kind of embalming yeah. are we talking about here? Like, like formaldehyde. The standard, like formaldehyde. Yeah, but this guy's a count. He has a lab. He's not a count. He's not a count. He just said he was a count. It's different. No, I, I know, but my point is like, okay, what level of embalming is this creep doing? Well, yeah, as we mentioned, he's not a doctor. He I was know. a radiologist and like a basically like a weather person. Like, what is your knowledge of this? Um, but yeah, so basically what Carl decides to do 
at this point is he decides he's going to wire her bones together with piano wire mm -hmm. and then use silk, so cloth, um, plaster, and wax to restore her outwardly. So like replacing her skin, essentially. Mm -hmm. He used perfumes and then even more formaldehyde outside to try to combat the smell of decomposition. When things really took a turn for the worse, he did things like replace her eyes with glass eyes and use rags to stuff her abdomen. He also made a wig out of her own hair. Ooh, you're making a great face right now. To place on her head. Now, there are some wild pictures of this. Um, I'm not sure if he documented some of the process or maybe after she was found, the authorities had taken pictures. Like, I'm not sure where they came from. Um, I'm not going to post them for many reasons, but they would certainly get flagged if I did. So if you're curious, just head on over to Google, check it out. Um, and by the end of this, she didn't even look human at all. She looked like some kind of doll, pretty much. So what I'm just going to pause for one moment and do is when I was watching this information on the YouTubes, as one does, I took a screenshot and Lou has never seen it, and I'm sending it to him right now, and I would just want, like, a real-time reaction of the picture that I sent him. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these definitely look like, holy shit, like the crime scene <laughs> photos, or, like, the, you know, these are, I don't think this was him taking these pictures. I think it was after, right? Like, they, this is what they found, and they were documenting it. Wow. So, yeah. do you want me to, <laughs> so, like... Don't Gaul like, is, don't get really descriptive, but you can talk about what you see. Gall is generous. <laughs> this what is would you, what would you call it? A corpse with makeup on its face, like, like leather face. Yeah, it it actually does have like big le leather face vibes. I think it it looks way worse than leather face looks. That's I mean, for like, for all you non horror fans. That's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference. Please continue. It looks like, like, you know what it looks like? You know, like in the 90s when all the ladies were getting like their makeup tattooed on their face, those eyebrows, and, like, oh, no. how, how like you still see it every now and again and it looks bad. It's like, yes. why do you have purple eyebrows? <laughs> That's what these eyebrows look like. You know, like that, like square, way too high eyebrows. Yeah. Like almost middle of the forehead. And, yeah. you know, the glass eye. And, okay, <laughs> obviously you're not going to post this up. I understand that. I'm not going to post it. When you think glass eye, forget about what you know glass eyes look like now. They look really good for people who are actually missing an eyeball. Think, like, Tickle Me Elmo's bulging eyeball. Oh. That's what oh. it looks like to me. It's, like, just oh, a bad, no. white and black, like, literally like a doll, like a taxidermy eyeball. Yeah, that's probably where just, he got it from. Honestly, he went to his I local mean, taxidermist. Yeah, you know, like where, you can't go like the I mean, wait, the doll store. Like, yeah, I need a couple of eyeballs for my girlfriend. It's like, what? Can you like, make sure they're human sized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. That's a red flag, even in 1931. Yeah, like, you go to, like one of those like places where they make eyes for like wounded veterans. Like, can I have a couple of those? Like, sir, you have your eyeballs. Oh. Like, no, it's for someone else. Like, do you know someone that you? Is someone close to you missing eyes and they're not coming themselves? Like, should we call someone? Yeah, it's not 
great. It's not great, certainly. So um, there is a picture that I haven't sent you that you can kind of see. It's not gory at all, but it just basically shows what looks like a human doll, which is Elena, right? Um, I can post that. It's not graphic or gory. It is a little unsettling, but um, you can check that out on the True Crime Time social media pages um, in the next day or so. Um, so there is no solid evidence. You're still looking at the picture. I see your face. Yeah, I, am, I, am still looking at the picture. <laughs> I just looked up and I saw his face like, oh, like it doesn't even look face. good. It doesn't even like, you know what I mean? I like, don't think that was the goal. I think it was just like, just like trying to make it last rather than look good. You know? Yeah. I just, okay. Like, all right. You want, you love this person or whatever, so to speak. You take their, you steal their body, yeah. bring it to your house, and then yeah. spend an amount of years working on it. And then, I don't know, like, I'll keep going with this. I want to hear this. I, <laughs> the, the whole point of this episode was I didn't do any of the, like, yes. research. I'm actually just hearing this all the first time. So before I jump the gun and say the things that I might say, I'll continue. Okay. Wanna, okay. Wanna yeah, I made sure. I wanted him to... He knew the the very basic like synopsis, but not yeah, not the not the details. So um, there's no solid evidence of necrophilia. However, when an autopsy was done once her body was recovered, they did find that a tube had been placed in her private area. Yes, they did find that. They did find that. Um, They found a tube. Yeah. So now at this point, he's full on living with her, right? He's full on living with her. They sleep, air quotes, in the same bed. He buys her clothes constantly. He allegedly put up a modesty curtain in their bed, you know, for privacy because uh. he's so he's so thoughtful. Um, he played music for her, but wait, this is one of my favorite things. I'm saying like he played music for her, and we're picturing like record like we know there weren't records in the 30s well i guess there were right probably there probably were lacquer records but let me ask you a question if you had to guess an instrument that he played music for her on what kind of instrument would you guess harpsichord oh that's a really good guess close i'm gonna give you one more guess but no the accordion Uh, also a good guess no it was the organ oh that's even better that's the best one (laughs) That's the best one. Yes. Harpsichord so, would be like perfect. No, I agree. I think your your guesses were totally good guesses. It's like but... him on the, on the harpsichord, ding, 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 and you pan over, it's just like this corpse <laughs> not yeah. listening, staring at the ceiling with staring eyes. into nothing. Oh my god! Imagine googly eyes, though. Good. That's kind of what they are. I mean, it's like it's that's what no. it looks like. It looks like tickle me Elmo. I'm picturing straight up like Cookie Monster, like yeah. googly. <laughs> that's horrible okay anyway so he's playing her music on his organ and i read i did read somewhere he had more than one organ he just had more a few. Than one organ okay i did read that i didn't validate it with multiple places but i did i think i did read it twice um apparently though i guess after he played the organ or maybe he set it up to autoplay somehow he um would apparently dance with her you know, yeah. so that's, yeah, he would dance with her. So he just treated her like his girlfriend or wife in all ways, apparently. 
with the mention of that tube we talked about a moment ago. So this went on for seven years, seven years before people started to feel like something was off because, you know, this guy's kind of a little reclusive, you know, but think about these clues, right? He had been a regular at the cemetery for two years. All of a sudden he's not going there anymore. He's buying women's clothing, but is never seen with a woman. People do see interesting things through his window, such as a man dancing with what appeared to be a large doll, right? So these are all kind of weird, <laughs> weird things going on. So the worst things to see. Yeah, you know, no, the, the worst things. Worse if you know what they are, of course, but yeah. still not, not great. So Elena's sister, Florinda, smelled a rat and she barges into Carl's home. And she's like, something is weird. Like, take me to my sister's like mausoleum. Like, something is weird because he's remember he has the only key. Mm-hmm. And she finds this doll, and she's she doesn't really know. She's like, this is weird, but she doesn't really know what it is. It just looks like a person sized doll. Um, but she finds it lying in Carl's bed. That's where it is. So yeah. police come, and they were able to verify that it wasn't a doll and it was in fact Elena. So imagine you're the family and that's the information you're finding out. Like imagine you think your loved one is like resting in peace in this nice mausoleum, it's closed, it's safe, but instead you find out some weirdo has hauled her corpse over to his home and lived there for several years. And I have to say, One of the one of the shows I was watching about this, it was like a detective who was kind of weighing in on it. And he said something that just made me laugh because he was like, people were amazed that, I'm trying to think of the exact wording, but something like, people were amazed that someone could live with a corpse for so long. And I was like, any amount of time is too long. But when he was like, so long, I'm like, well, what's, what's like the time that you, would be okay with you? Just the way he said it, I was like, what? Um, but anyway. Yeah, th- yeah. there's no like, well, I mean, a few months is 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 okay. But after that, like, <laughs> let go. Like, like, you know, cut the cord. It's like, no. Yeah, dude, he was no. like, I was amazed. He lived with it for so long. I'm like, one day is too long. It's too long, you know? But Carl, so they take him to court about this, of course. He's charged with grave robbing only. That's his only charge. And he was cleared because the statute of limitations had passed. Now, I know the law is the law, but could we not have made a special exception in this case? Or find something else to charge him with, like tampering with a corpse, because that was ongoing, right? Like he did it regularly to maintain her yeah no clearly there's evidence witness testimony that can probably corroborate that he was tampering tampering is a nice way of saying what happened like the two that's like that's like the that's like the official terminology they would have used to charge yeah but i also feel like this only happened the way it happened because it's 1930s because you know um everything was it's, it's like up in the air. Some things were probably way more strict 
then that than they are now. And some things are like way more lax. First of all, like okay, statute of limitations still exists. I think it is seven years. I think statute of limitations is like six or seven years or something like that. I maybe think it depends. It depends maybe. on what the the charge. I think. But how could it? How could a statute of limitations apply if the evidence of that thing is? He was with it the whole. It's not like he desecrated a corpse in 1931, and then they found out seven years later. He still had the corpse. I feel like a, a decent lawyer could have argued that, or like we don't we don't know necessarily what else like defines certain things. Like because you know certain criteria must be met. So it's like unless it meets X Y Z, we can't even take this as a case. Kind of you know. So I'm not True. sure what else is all involved in that, but I. Like you're saying, kind of, if they found a different charge, it's ongoing. Like what he's doing, like corpse desecration or whatever, it's he's still doing it to maintain this body, yeah. right? Right. And it's also it's also not even someone from his family. Like he's he's taken this woman from her family. Like it's it's awful, honestly. Um, but. According to Ask a Mortician, Carl was somehow declared sane, and many people in the public actually sympathized with him, finding him, this is my favorite, ready, eccentric, but romantic. That's what they said. Eccentric? He's just an eccentric count living with a rotting corpse. But they're like... Oh, well, he loves her. Like, no, no. What? I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, they're like, oh, he loves her. It's okay. Let him go. Uh, it's like one of those things where just because there's no law about it, you know, technically speaking, <laughs> you know, like you don't, I think the, the law doesn't exist because it's, there's no precedent for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the no. problem that they ran into. There's no precedent. There's no like, well, in the case of blah, 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 versus blah, blah, blah. Never, you know, people have, de of course, desecration of a corpse is a thing because of respect for the dead. What, right. you know, that, I think that, that's where that, whatever the instance that it came about. Right. It's not so much like we don't, we, we don't want people stealing bodies and sleeping with them and dancing with them or whatever. It's more like, <laughs> and dancing you know, you know, you can't treat someone based on some factor badly even though they're dead and they're not feeling any pain etc because there's people involved there's loved ones right. etc so that that makes perfect sense all the yeah. other stuff you know even though there's no law about whatever was also happening there which uh, clearly from based on what you said it wasn't just dancing and sleeping it was other weird gross stuff but also stuff like with tubes, yep. yeah, the tube that he must have. I mean, Home Depot didn't exist back then. He go like a plumbing supply and get a tube of some kind. Or Isn't necrophilia a crime? I feel like yes, but I also kind of feel like maybe it is only a crime because in doing so, you would have to desecrate a corpse because there's no so, corpse that you can own. So you're like, you're thinking it's like lumped in together, like under the same. Let's say, let's just say, let's go crazy for a second. Someone dies, and in their will, for some, you know, people are crazy and weird, and there's lots of, you know, people out there. Where's this guy? I die, <laughs> and, I, and I say, 
I leave my body and all that it is to my wife and she can do whatever she wants. Then of course, maybe like, now what do we do? Because now she might be sleeping with this person who's dead. Like it goes beyond like whether you should do it or could do it. It's like, is it legal? And I feel like, like you said, from the get go, he loved, he fell in love with this girl, you know, this girl, almost a third his age, she dies. And then he stole the body. So he did this nice thing, bought the mausoleum, did all that stuff. And then behind, like you said, unbeknownst to everyone involved, took the body in a, in a, like a, like a, like a, like a red, what is it? What's that? What's, what are those old wagons? The red wagons, the, um, like the red flyer. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. Like, like one of those yeah. like wagons, like la la la. It's like a, like a, like a dead body with her head tilted, like down the street, took that, stole it, kept it for all these years. Now you can argue all day long. Like he was so madly in love that he could not let go, but it wasn't like it was his, even if like the argument could be like, well, this is his wife or his daughter or his whatever he took the body to keep it to i'm sure there's other cases that are similar but this is like this is like a, a stalking case like think about like someone who's obsessed with someone and stalk them well she died so she got to miss out on all that unpleasantness yeah but her body unfortunately still took the brunt of this guy's obsession un- right. clearly unhealthy obsession well yeah so i just looked up so According to Wikipedia, necrophilia falls under the regulations against abusing a corpse or grave, which carries a maximum sentence of two years. Uh, and I read somewhere else to 10 years. But everyone, like, just do, don't do what I did and Google necrophilia, because let me just tell you what else I found out about that I didn't know before and I never needed to know. And I never I want to forget an eternal sunshine in my brain. Apparently, there's 10 different classes of necrophiliacs. And it goes into details about what each of these classes is. And uh, there's 10 categories. And I'm closing it out now. And I never want to see that again. All right. So moving right along. I will not comment on what I think they are. I can No, 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 no. No, it's like a homicidal. There's one category that's called romantic necrophilia. And um, I just stopped reading. I just am not. That's not something that needs to live in my brain. It's okay. <laughs> First of all, no. those two words in the same sentence are crazy, let alone side by side to describe the same thing is, Elmer, you know what it is? I'm just a, <laughs> I'm an old school romantic necrophiliac and I just, just like my grandpa and his grandpa before Can him. I tell you, when I thought of his grandpa before him, when I, just now, when I said that again, it just makes me think of Dracula, like romantic <laughs> necrophilia. Yeah. yeah, he was a real, rom- he was really romantic, you know. He enslaved yeah. you, made yeah. you undead, and then torture your soul forever. Just yeah, like you know, the olden times. Yeah, just like they did back in the day. But, but here's here's one of my things too. What? No, I what are you I gonna do, say? I do kind of understand. Like try to no, no. Try to take away. No, not the necrophilia. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, if you're about the to make people, an argument for necrophilia, I'm gonna hang up this no, call right now. The people, <laughs> the people of the time. You know, let's. I don't know. You know where. You know, it's Florida or wherever it is. Like, yeah, it's Florida. The simple kind of people who like would comment that comment of like, it's romantic, are just. There's like a. What's the how, how do I put? 
no one back then was probably desensitized to anything because it was the 1930s, you know? So all they were under, all they were trying to understand was like, this guy loved this person so much. Yeah. There was like an innocence to it. You're saying innocent, simple. It's not that it's right. It's that now we're like, we're all on some level. So desensitized when it's like guy has corpse in his house. We're not like, Oh, that's cute. We're like, no, what else was happening? I cannot imagine a time where anyone would have been like, oh, that's cute. But here's here's my thing, right? So people are like, oh, it's romantic. <laughs> I want to know. I want to go up to these people and I just want to talk them through it. And I want that. I want to dissect it and I want them to tell me. So that I would, this is my question to those people who are probably also deceased. Let me just see if if I have this right. So an older man falls in love with a younger lady who rebuffs him romantically many times. She then passes away. He steals her corpse in the night and Frankensteins it together, living yeah. with it for seven years. And this is somehow romantic. Like <laughs> making your own Frankenstein is a gesture of romance. And I want them to tell me, and I know they can't, but I want them to tell me what about that says romance. I just want to know. I just want to know. Yeah, no, I, I, not... I don't. They're wrong. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out like why they would even, you know, say, like for I example, in our cultures, Indonesia specifically, where every year they dig up their dead relatives, they clean them, they change their clothes, they stand them up and sit them next to them, and they have meals with them. That's weird. And honestly, I I'm not gonna obviously you can't share these pictures on Instagram. No. You don't want to look them up, I'm sure. I have seen them. I kind of want to look like, that up. It's not like year. Yeah, look it up. It's 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 very like respectful. They're family. It's not like gross. Yeah. No, the they, only they, thing they uncover the grave, pull grandma out. And I'm not talking about like, oh, she died two years ago. I'm talking about grandma died in nineteen eighty-nine, and it looks exactly what you think it looks like. And they are preserving it. I guess the the process of doing this every year. And maybe because the, the drier, warmer climate maybe is health. Like par like partial, like mummification almost. Yeah, they don't look, they're not like soup, but it's oh. it looks exactly <laughs> what you think it looks like to the point where some of them are so old, it's that's what it is. It's like a skeleton that's still held yeah. together by like the remnants of things. And it's like, they're like brushing the face off with like a paintbrush to get all the dust off from the year yeah. changing the clothes putting a hat and glasses on it I don't and then having know. like you know a hat and glasses just like stuff. i'm just i'm thinking of weekend at bernie's but i don't have i don't have a problem with that because they're doing things out of love and care for their family like yeah. think about think about even if she if she had been alive and first of all i just want to clarify like when you were sit talking about what they would do when they would say they would sit next to them and have a meal and i said that's weird i meant the eating part the eating so close to like yeah, to no, that no, no, but the, but the, re the rest of it no but the rest of it like i i understand and that's their their culture and what they do and that's fine but in this case right if she had been alive and he abducted her from her home Yep. to live in his house that's kidnapping like uh -huh. it's still wrong right so would those same people have said that that's romantic because he loves her like you're so you're whether she's alive or unfortunately in this case she's passed away you have kidnapped a person or a corpse right it's not yours <laughs> to have 
She cannot give consent. She didn't say it's okay. She didn't say, you know what? Take my body. I mean, according to him, he did hear her voice saying, please remove me from my grave. That didn't happen. Like, so he's wrong. Like, it doesn't matter. They all all hear it. I'm saying like all these kinds of people, like they all hear the voice. Yeah, it's you, sir, telling yourself to do whatever the F you want to (sighs) do. There's no like, did you, you know, you never got a call back on your ghost phone or whatever. That, so that's, <laughs> and also like, let's go past, like, he may be totally, because sane and insane are just like law terms, as if they do it as actual mental health. He might be sane. He was sane enough to stand in trial and sane enough to explain himself. But you're not a good person. Like, the love is negated by the fact that, he, again, all, what you just said, he kidnapped a corpse, yeah. not his corpse. She rejected him in her. And right. one of the last things she did on this world was reject multiple times, multiple times. Right. Yeah. So she wanted nothing to do with him. So it almost has a feeling of like spitefulness to it too. Like, Oh, I'm going to get that girl. And she happened to be in the hospital. She was sick. She died. And he did all the quote unquote, you know, nice things like the manipulative narcissistic, nice things that people do for people. So they can like, he, none of this was for her. Or her body or her resting and peace it was right. for him the well, buying of the mausoleum was to like throw everyone off the scent of like oh i'm taking his body you know that's an interesting point that you made because i actually had this um i mean it seems this is the most relevant place to to share it i cannot confirm this as true it's just kind of like a speculative point um there were reports that elena had passed away from carl poisoning her so he could achieve his goal of being with her forever. So we know she had TB, right? That's known. But I think, I don't remember the exact like logistics of how that came to be. Like it wasn't just someone pulled it out of the air. I think someone claimed they had, he had told them that or had like written them a letter, which stated like essentially kind of what you're saying, I'm going to have her one way or the other, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not something we're ever going to know, of course. But it is interesting that you made that point because he was so intense on like possessing her that he was like, I don't care if you want me or not. I will have you alive or I will have you dead. But I like to think, I like to think that she passed away from TB, even though that's not a pleasant thought to think of that. But given the circumstances, you know, I'd like to think it's natural versus unnatural. Um, (laughs) So you know, it's we better won't... to have. It's definitely better to have died of tuberculosis than to have been taken alive and been tortured. Probably. Well, no, she wasn't. They were saying like during her treatment, like he poisoned her. I don't. Know, I don't know yeah, not, like, not like yeah. The other side of best kind of a person is, I'm gonna just take you, somehow manipulate you into my home. You know. And put you in a well in my basement and it rubs the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. That's what yeah. happens. So like, yeah. that's why we're, we're so desensitized. So immediately it's like, there's no way in hell I can ever read a story about it happened today and thinking like, you know what, maybe, you know what, he's kind of a good guy. He, he did <laughs> polish her skin of, of her rotting flesh because he's, no, there's no like. I mean, gym, honestly. Gymnastics that you can do no, totally. And also, I mean, it's not, you know, just like adding on to what you're saying, though. By the time that they found her, she wasn't, there wasn't really any of her skin left. She was like paper mache, like completely. Yeah. he made Which like is a- so, 
unsettling like and he would I don't know I just I can't imagine like so they're they're in the house and he's just like talking to her he's like oh you look so beautiful today like that's oh like what yeah it's crazy and they he was declared sane though yeah like I said sane and insane are both like are really just like legal terms like can you stand trial can you defend yourself etc so he probably is sane but mental health definitely because try to like run through the filter of like this is like not as violent not no obviously there's no violence unless he did poison her of course he's a murderer but let's say he just did it it's like a jeffrey dahmer kind of ed game kind of thing like those guys were killing the people and kind of doing a lot of the similar things, not exactly the same. This is the same, this guy's in the same ilk as those people. Like, I love you so much, and if I can't have you, I'm gonna take you. Let's just say he was not just sane, but like mentally well. And he just snapped. He's so in love, he's so old, he he never found love, whatever the thing is. She dies, and he like, just can't stop visiting her mausoleum, or Let's say he actually takes her back to her, his house because he's so obsessed. Because she still looks relatively like she did the day she died. By day seven of having a corpse in your house, mm. I don't care if you're an actually healthy person who just had like a nervous breakdown. That decomposition, we'll say, the smell, the, all the things that go along with that, will yeah. snap your ass right back to reality. And you're like, oh shit, I'm putting this back in the box. Like, yeah, no, but I would think... And again, this is like the 30s. I don't know what like the threshold for mentally ill is. But I know, and I know sane and insane in terms of like the law to stand Mm -hmm. trial, right? But also the fact that they're claiming he's been examined and we have found no evidence of mental illness. I'm not, I don't feel like that's true. I feel like that can't be true. Like it can't, how? How can that be true? (laughs) So I don't know. That just, I can't, I have no words for it because how can you do this and be sane? Yeah, no, no, it's bad. And back then, it's the 30s, you know, for example, what he thought could actually happen, you can argue he read it in books of the time, you know, uh, The Wizard of Oz or whatever, (laughs) whatever science fiction was around, H.G. Wells and things like that. But he thought that he can like put her in a, zeppelin a blimp or whatever what kind of aircraft he had and get her high enough that this whatever magic radiation would like electrify her you know so like the grasp of like so across the board this guy's out of his mind and thinks if he gets her high enough in the sky something will happen that is like beyond sign or whatever and also the doctors at the time what was like the the doctor like thing that they would do to see if you're sane talk to you and like what yeah i don't know well that's what i mean like i don't know what the threshold is like based on that um but i'm surprised even that he didn't do like the standard frankenstein like lightning bolt right like that's that's what happened and he was like he was saying you know what lightning that's not good enough for us we have to go to space that's what he said that's like i don't know but here's another decision i don't understand so after all this, after the this trial, um, everything, Elena's body was taken 
and put on display in a local funeral home where people were so curious to come look at it that almost 7,000 people went to view her. Almost 7,000 people. So it's still like, you know, people love to like rubberneck, right? But they're like, oh, we found this grotesque thing. Like, let's go look at it. Like, (laughs) it's not like a sideshow, right? It's not an illusion. It's a real human person that they're putting on display. Like, she's been through so much. I know she's not in there anymore. And we're not here to talk about like theology and blah, blah, blah. Her family was alive. How did that even happen? I don't know. It's not like... It's not okay. It's not okay that this happened. It's none of it's okay. But so wait, so this is this is one of my favorite things. And I think this is the thing that made me exclaim out loud the loudest through my education of the story. When Carl Tanzler was released after his trial, he actually had the audacity to ask for Elena's corpse back. He was like, okay, now that this is over and done, can I please get her back, please? Thankfully, this was denied. But still, just to even ask, like, okay, I this all checked out. Can we just go about our lives now? Are we good? Like, Yeah, what? I mean, that's just a level of, I mean, it's... it's. But he's sane. But he's sane, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I don't understand the, I mean, what is the word? Is it audacity? Is it... what is it like what about a person would make them think okay i've been clearly told a lot that what i did was wrong Mm -hmm. i've been made to understand it Mm -hmm. did some amount of time in jail not much obviously and then to be like all right well that's all said and done can i uh please have that thing that i made out of this person back no it's like it's like when they go to jail, when someone goes to jail and that, or like the hospital and, you know, they put all the shit you come in with in a bag and then you leave and they hand it back to you. Like, that's what he thought was going to happen. Like, they're just going to be like, here you go. Here's your red flyer wagon yeah, with okay. your body in it. Like, no, what? But then even, even after that, they reburied Elena's body without any kind of grave marker in Key West, Florida, right? But like they're they're saying this man is sane, but we're still gonna bury her with no mar- no marker because he's very sane and he won't dig her up again. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I just there's so many things there's so many things wrong. Um, hopefully, hopefully no one secretly removed her again. Like they didn't even know the first time, so maybe they don't know this time. But I like to think that uh. That hasn't happened. But so Carl remained in Pasco County, Florida until his death in 1952. But he never got over Elena. This was stated, um, this next part was stated as a fact on Wikipedia, but I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what it is. It's been said that Carl created a life-sized effigy of Elena. Mm -hmm. So this is after, this is the, the end of his life, that he lived with until he passed away. And it had been recounted that he was found in the arms of this effigy upon the discovery of his body three weeks after he passed. But other reports claim his body was found on the floor 
behind one of his organs, which just gives me Phantom of the Opera vibes, like straight up. Like he was just like wailing on his organ and then passed away and dramatically is draped behind (laughs) it. Like that's what I picture. So we don't know. Like I said, there's different reports. Did he pass away acting like the Phantom of the Opera? Did he pass away in the arms of his life-size effigy? The world may never know. But those are the two options that we have. So it's kind of like a choose-your-own-ending, in a way. What do you think? Which which one do you pick? Uh, well, it just goes to show you, like, it's a great, especially the ending of, you know, because I, just as you were saying that, I, I didn't look up anything before, but just now I did look. And yeah, he was found in his house dead with the life-size effigy of her. Or behind the organ. Yeah, behind the organ. Yes. Three weeks after he died, he was, so he was dead for a while. No mm-hmm. Nobody was checking up on that guy. No. But all I thought about just now, and you're telling me like how it ended, it's like this is what people mean when they say good intentions don't necessarily mean good. So his intentions, as far as he's concerned, were good. He's in love. This is love. I love this person. But the mm-hmm. outcome of his love, quote unquote, was to rob a grave, steal a corpse, mm-hmm. use this person for numerous things that were weird and gross. And then even after he went to jail, lost the thing of his love, lived with as an effigy. So basically he just made like a, you know, you know, like Wilson from, a, you know, Castaway. He like took a thing and painted a yep. face on yep. and would talk to it. And like, that is his undying love, affection, etc. These good intentions that are clearly just bad. Like how good intentions are like the shittiest thing sometimes. Like Hitler yeah. had great intentions. And we all know what happened there. The worst thing in modern history. One of the well, yeah, because the question becomes great intentions according to who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. According like, to who? Yeah, like his, his intentions were you know oh yes I, I love i love this person so i'm trying to make my life better and her life better and doing neither no he and made everything alone. weird yeah just weird yeah. but i mean it, it does kind of remind me there was a movie in the 80s a really crappy movie a really crummy movie in the 80s but i have a very like it's one of those like movies you watch as a really young kid and like I don't remember the name of it. Excuse me. I don't remember who's in it. Mm-hmm. It's like a cheesy TV movie or just a B movie. And it's about a guy who's an artist and he like talks about his daughter and is, she's supposed like in her bedroom that no one can see. And at the end of the movie, I don't, again, I remember all the details a long time ago. He dies because the statue of his daughter that he made like falls on him. And when it falls on him and breaks, her bones are in the statue. Like she oh. took his daughter, her remains or whatever, and put her in his, like, the work of art that's in, like, his, like, you know, backyard or whatever on his, in his house. And, like, he's been, the whole movie is, like, people just, like, why can't we see her and that kind of thing. And I'm sure someone listening might be able to name that movie. It's a real old shitty, again, I really feel like it's a TV movie. That sounds highly um, disturbing. Yeah, it was not good, but I just remember as a kid, it had this ominous ending. This thing falls on him and like crushes his head. But like when it breaks, you could see the top of her skull and some hair. 
Like oh, her remains no. in the statue. And that's what I kept thinking about. Like, this guy thinks he's like doing the right thing, protecting, and it's all love and affection. But really, it's just weird and creepy and bad. And, this, and the- yeah. No, this story gives me like, like, be horror movie vibes like yeah, that's yeah. like the, that's the vibe of of but this story the one you mentioned but this one as well is it's just like the, and there's nothing else really like it like there's all kind of like weird stuff but i feel like this is kind of like a one-off like this this is really unique and that's not i'm not saying that in a way to celebrate him certainly because this is some bad shit stuff <laughs> it's really next level um and i was just watching it with such fascination because all i remembered from the first go around was basically like okay so there was this old man he loved this girl he removed her from her tomb and lived in his house that's all i remembered and then all these details came back and i was like whoa why why like also i didn't mention this during but i i'll bring it up you know, he was married before and his wife, I, I did mention that, but she was like local and he had kids. Like, what were, what did they think about any of this? Were they like, oh, you can't come to daddy's house because his special friend is here. Like what, yeah, how did well, that work? Yeah, so that, that's interesting too. Like if he had, yeah. Did anyone go visit? I mean, I assume he was in his bedroom and like, he didn't just like go in this guy's bedroom, but like, yeah, like. No, because, what? well, I'm sure he wasn't all, she, he moved her around the house. Where out? How else would he play his organ music for her? You know, of his one of three giant organs that he had for some reason. Um, multiple, <laughs> multiple cumbersome organs. I feel like I don't know. This just might be me. And like today, and you know, it wouldn't change for me if it was today or in the thirties. If a man has more than one organ, that's a deal breaker. If a man has more than I mean, zero organs. I feel like that's a deal breaker. But any more than one, definitely distance yourself from that person. Unless, of course, as I mentioned for the third time, he is the Phantom of the Opera. Because I would happily go live in the sewer with the Phantom of the Opera. But not this man. And also, (laughs) as a side note, the Phantom of the Opera only had one organ. Only one. This man had three, which is triple the number of a murderous psychopath who lives in a sewer, right? I know, and technically, like, don't come for me. I know it's not a sewer. I know it's the bells of the opera house. Like, you don't want to get into that with me. I know, it's but it's pretty damp, though. And, and look, it's it's the it's the sewer of the time. That's where all the yeah. stuff went. There was no sewers. Like, it's the sewer. But wasn't it right. just? Uh, it wasn't really a sewer. Wasn't it just kind of like a? It's they like just had kind old- of like dips in the sidewalk that like all the waste would like run down like isn't that like yeah, the well, old back system then, you know, back in the day i mean you're going back in europe especially everything new quote unquote the last couple hundred years was just built on all the old stuff yeah no that's true built, built on so that's what i'm assuming with the phantom opera lived. he lived in like whatever <laughs> the opera was built on top of which was like cavernous you know not it wasn't a catacomb per se, but yeah, it was. Like, it was essentially like a bat cave. Yeah, it, like yeah, he was Batman. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But more was, water. Yeah. But to, just to clear it up, if you meet someone, they have like a Casio keyboard. That's totally fine. I mean, but, I don't know. Does he have a ponytail or no? 
it de- yeah, well, okay, it depends. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a dude, so I don't know. Maybe that you, for you, there's other red flags. But, like, if you know someone's a musician, that's one thing. If someone has a wall piano, that's fine, too. If someone has a wall organ, where it's, like, obviously I'm a big, giant pipe organ in a church, but it's, like, one of those, like, it's an ornate thing. That is a red, it is. It's, like, even if I went in someone's house and I saw that, I'd be like, oh, I don't, I definitely would not sleep here overnight. Let me tell you guys why I'm single, right? Or or why I might be murdered um, at some point. Because if I met a man who had a very ornate organ, I would be into that. <laughs> That's my problem. That's yeah, my red flag. You would end up just being a lifeless doll in the closet or in the attic. I would. <laughs> you, would. you definitely um, would. You would. Like, we haven't seen Megan in 20 years, and some guys just prancing around in his apartment waltzing you dragging your corpse <laughs> from the kitchen linoleum like yeah i mean it's a it's a distinct possibility that that might happen to me but let's hope for everyone's sake that it doesn't but i'm talking like a really ornate organ like it has to be really fancy and like golden inlay petals i don't know i don't know about organs really um so yeah i do i do enjoy that we have like a kind of like a mini waste segment now that seems to be like a theme we talked about that last time and lizzie borden with their slop pails and their midnight emergency bathroom needs um and here as well you you still think about it what do you mean like i mean obviously with with the episode I, i listened to it but yeah i still like like even Earlier tonight, before we started recording this, we were talking about like, like, an, like something I just feel like is true. People back then just smell. Everyone smelled. Everyone <laughs> just stunk. It wasn't not just like poop, but like, you know, there's no plumbing. You're not bathing every day. Maybe you're bathing if you have money. You have like a basin you can bathe every week or whatever. But everyone is just wearing thick stuff, shitting well, inside the house somewhere in a not flushable place. <laughs> Everyone just smell. That's, well, that's, that's all not, I think about. No, but that's not the 30s. That's like the 1800s. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not the 30s. Of course. If it's you're still 30s. doing that in the 30s, like, come on. The people were, I, I, I guarantee you, most of America didn't have indoor plumbing in the 30s. No. Yeah. Really? yeah I mean, look, yeah, because look, I mean, this is way off topic here. This is like, now we're going like, and this is like my armchair historian shit. <laughs> Until like World War II most of America was like pretty much like agriculture, farmland. And that's when, you know, there was, we had cities and all that, but World War II really like kicked up the industrial, uh, I mean, the industrial revolution was obviously way before that, but it really like threw it up on like to what we are today. Okay. So, like, so wait. Um, yeah, no, if so- you lived in New York in like Brooklyn in the thirties, yes, most likely you had a toilet, and a sink but they had things like what they called like back in the day cold water flats so like like my grandma's tell me stories like they moved into a cold water flat that was like for poor people where right. you had water but it was just cold water you had to boil water for hot water sure no sure and i can i can definitely validate um you a bit so basically um what i'm reading on the internets as we speak is by the 30s, plumbing was widely available, but not so much in the rural areas. That doesn't mean hot water. That doesn't mean as we know it today. It just means that for the most part, in more urban or probably even some 
suburban but not rural areas they did have it but just like you're saying it's just like cold water it's just like you know I a toilet and whatever until yeah. like the 50s in certain parts of this country, certain states think about your rural oh yeah Alabama, arkansas iowa montana utah outhouses 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. So, and in some places especially here on long island that i mentioned last time some people may or may not still have outhouses in their backyard Looking yeah, at you, Janet. It's it's not that long ago, and I mean, granted, it's cleaner because of you 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 had either running water or people were just bathing way more often because yeah. of you know knowledge of hygiene, I guess, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, but, yeah. I just feel like there was a period of like a long stretch of years, centuries, of just everyone was a little bit gross all of the time. I mean, yeah, no, I think that a lot of people were probably very gross very often, but as time has gone on, the level of grossness has gone down, thankfully. So that's nice. Um, not to zero, but much no, less. certainly not to zero. Do you have any other thoughts about this case? About I'm Carl not- Tanzler and Elena de Hoyos? Yeah, I looked at, I looked at a picture of him just a few minutes ago to see, I wanted to see this guy's face. Like Colonel and, Sanders. Yeah, he looks like, you know, I mean, he was born in the 1870s and he looks like a guy who was born in a German guy born in the 1870s. He had those little round glasses and he just, I can't say he looks like a psycho, but he definitely looks like, yeah, that's the guy who was dancing with the body. And Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, like lo- just looking at him, Oh, I just found the other picture when I Googled. Just looking at him, he just looks like, I don't know, maybe like a professor or something, right? He doesn't look like anything malevolent. Yeah, he doesn't like, like you look at like Ed Gain or you look at like, you know, Charles Manson, you're like, okay, let's keep this guy someplace where he can't get out. But he doesn't right. look like that. He looks like a desperate you know he looks like deranged like someone who like his thought process is like just like you said at the end still like okay well that's all done and i'm glad we resolved that issue so can i may i please have my my body but yeah i saw this picture too oh my god yeah i just sent him one of the pictures of um elena's body as as it looked kind of like a doll but you know it's interesting so i'm looking at pictures of carl right now and i will post a few um, for you all listening at home so you can see what we're talking about. But there's one initial picture that seems to be like the most popular, which is him kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's almost like a headshot, right? And he just looks like a regular guy. But it's interesting when you look and you see some of the other pictures. Oh, I just found another picture of Elena. I'm so sorry this happened to you. That's awful. She said as she sent it right to Lou. Okay. Um, <laughs> the one top left. Um, as you look at, yeah, as you look at these other pictures of this, this man, like the full body pictures, it does, I don't know what it is, but it does appear like something is off. Do you see, do you know the pictures I'm talking about? The full body? There's one that he's like standing outside. He's wearing shorts. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one it's shorts. He's wearing like your undergarments, like outside. It also looks like he's wearing Crocs, and I know that he's not, but, like, you know. 
doesn't I help. Do like I do like Crocs. Though. I know, and you know how I feel about them. I'm not. I do, not and them. I actually, if you want to, just to make you feel better about how much you hate them. And how okay. Much, so yeah, okay. I'm looking at this picture in the shorts. Just, yeah, he looks like they just found him on an island, and he's been living there for 25 years, and now he's saved. But that's not the case. He just is. There's, there's something about the way he's standing. Like, I know you guys, okay, you guys don't know me, right? <laughs> you don't know me. You've never been around me, most of you. Um, but I, I am pretty good about vibing people out. It's like a, it's like a special talent, we'll say, that I have. But there's just something off-putting about the way kind of like he holds himself. If that no, makes you're sense. Right. You're right. No. Posture you know? definitely has something to do with. Yeah. And there's another picture. There's another picture I saw where he was sitting sideways. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's wearing a suit. Here, I'll send this one to you as well. And it just <laughs> looks strange. I feel like this is so annoying because no one can know. What, no one knows what we're talking about. With all we're these like, pictures, you can absolutely put all these pictures in the, in the store. Yeah, I can put these up. It's, yeah. Um, and you know, Google is your friend, checking out yourself as you listen, if possible, not if you're driving, that's very dangerous. But look at the picture, look at that one, isn't it? There's just something off, right? Yeah, his gait is weird, like he looks like he's uncomfortable standing, yeah. And all of these things could very well be the reason why Elena was like, no, thanks, buddy. Like, I just, please oh, without, just without work on doubt, my sickness. Yeah. First of all, I mean, so like, just to go, just to show you, like, there's always that thing on the internet of like how people looked. So this guy was in his 50s. Yes. He looks like he's 80 years old. Yes, he does. So that is definitely a, as time has gone on for whatever reason, whether it's chemicals in our food or whatever, health or whatever you want to call it. Like fifty-year-old people now, twenty-year-old people in the thirties look like they were fifty now, just because I guess life was just harder. <laughs> like life was just just kicking the shit out of you. Like if you didn't milk the cows, you didn't get milk, I guess, or whatever it was. But but um, those in the picture from the shorts, it does look like Crocs, and this will make you happy. And yeah, so people I'm, I'm like Crocs, just know I love I love a shoe that you can just hose off. <laughs> and it's fine i just love i do love crocs but here i found this out just the other day what is that like and i guess we can end the show like after this but so this guy was talking about how when they were making the movie idiocracy you know the movie idiocracy right yes so okay so idiocracy is basically like a dystopian future which we kind of feel like we're kind of in now a little bit, but that's not here nor there. Yeah. And it's about like, you know, the world gets dumber and dumber and dumber. This guy- we're there. That's where we are. Yeah. guy goes into like a cryogenic tank for the army. And they're supposed to wake up in like a couple of years, but he like ends up being forgotten about and wakes up like a hundred, 200 years later. Mm -hmm. And it's like just how the world is just really stupid. So they need to, they had a low budget and they had to come up with, you know, shoes- for a lot of people. So there was company at the time, which wasn't very popular. It was like a very small company was Crocs. So when they were picking the Crocs, they were like, well, we don't want to pick something that's going to be popular because 
when the movie comes out and years later, it's going to look really stupid. She's in the casting, the, the uh, uh, costume designer was like, no one's ever going to wear these. These are just, these look like they're so ugly and stupid. And, <laughs> and then he's like, and then the guy telling the story on Instagram was like, and I looked up what the shoe was and it's Crocs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds so right. That tracks. Oh, Megan, Megan will enjoy that because she hates Crocs. I do enjoy that. And like, listen, like no shade, but if you wear Crocs, I hate you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but I won't ever wear them. And whoever ever catches me wearing them, like if you see like on the true crime page or something, I post a picture, I will send you $2. Every person that sees me wearing them, I will give $2. Just, just in case. Just in case. I, I Keeping really myself honest. Give them a try. I never no. They're too ugly. I can't. I can't. I can't abide it. I just can't. Um, I do want to say. I know we talked a lot about Carl Tanzler and him being creepy and disgusting. I want to just say for a moment. I'm going to do one more picture to Lou. <laughs> she she was beautiful. She was a beautiful lady, and it's really unfortunate. In the so I just sent him a side by side of what basically her paper mache self versus actual pictures of her when she was alive and it really is a travesty a travesty yeah. even though it. she was no do you say he didn't do it well <laughs> well i mean yeah he did not even do a good job of like recreating her i mean he really just made a paper mache like he covered a corpse with paper mache and then drew on eyeliner eyebrows shaped the nose and maybe i guess just black and white put lipstick on it but it just looks like it looks like what michael jackson looked like before shots fired i mean let let me ask you a question who among us would do a good job of paper macheing a corpse who would be good at that no No one i don't want to find out i don't want to find out that i'm great at that (laughs) no it looks realistic like, you can put it on your resume. You're like, what are some of your... find out if you're good at it is. and you don't want to find that out. No, you don't. But yeah, no, it's just really unfortunate because it's weird in a way, and I'm not defending him, of course. I'm not... I don't think he meant any disrespect, but that's what it... It's blatant disrespect for her, yeah, right? No, it's, it's bad. It's, it's when good intentions are just... There's nothing good about them. Well, you Is know that, uh, that they were just that didn't amount to anything. Yeah, but you know that old that old timey quote, right? It's the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, no, like, I'm saying, hundred percent. That's Hitler, what applies here. Yeah, really thought what he was doing was going to make the world a better place. On some level, not defending him on any level. I don't want to hear about like, oh my god, the guy was one of the worst humans that ever existed. But he didn't just like go on a murder spree with a hatchet. He, like, designed this thing with all the good, the best of intentions. And as you said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And then very, this guy, like you said, look at him, he looks weird. Because as he's standing in public, in his shorts, in his suit, you can go over the picture, <laughs> people can see it. In the back of his head is constantly that wheel turning of, like, I got to go home and, and freshen up, you know. My wife, essentially. Yeah, uh, That's how he looked at her. No, I know. But and, and it's like I said before, you know, the question is, and this can this can be applied to today. It's it's kind of a lesson for the ages in in any kind of a, you know, theology or politics or whatever is good intentions according to who, yeah. right? Because anyone can say they have good intentions. 
he messed up big time. Like, and didn't really get punished enough. No, he got to go home and live and live with his effigy and play his organs wildly. That's what I picture. I picture him wildly, like, banging on his organs into the wee hours of the morning and just, like, thinking of Elena and making up weird music for her. Um, you know what voice I'm giving him in my head? No, but I want to know so bad. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know he probably sounded like, like, well, I will do, like, you know, he had, like, a, probably a German accent. But yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head, based on what he looks like and yeah. how desperate and pathetic he is, yeah. for Family Guy fans, Buzz E. Killington... Buzz Killington was a character, a fleeting character on Family Guy. I will send you something, Megan. So yeah, send can... it to me because I can't. I'm I am a Family Guy watcher. I've watched throughout the years. Buzz? I can't. I can't place that character. Buzz Killington was a you know again just a one of those like cutaway characters on. If I can, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. The the the, the well the most well known like bit from Family Guy is like he's got a monocle and a top hat and it's like oh it's Buzz Killington and he's like who wants to hear a story about a bridge? Yep. Okay. I know who you're talking about. And I hear talking about. And there's about. a similar character on American Dad who has more of like a sing-songy weird annoying voice and that's the voice. That's actually the voice. That's the one. I don't know who that is. The I, annoying I one. Character. Yeah, I'll send you something that maybe you can like work into the Instagram. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. So, moral um, of the story is uh, no means no. The moral of the story is don't do crimes. And maybe if you think you have good intentions, bounce that idea, idea off a couple of friends first and see if everyone least, agrees that it's a good idea. You know, at least one other living soul. Yeah. I mean, feedback is key. I would, I would one. say yes, but. A lot of people who have like egos or like know they're doing something wrong are going to ask other people who think like them. So I would say ask a minimum of like three people. That's what I would say. You know, just get, you know, pull the crowd, see if everyone thinks it's a good idea. If one person tells you no, if you're saying, hey, I fell in love with this girl, I'm going to break into her mausoleum and cart her off on a flyer wagon. If one person says no to them, don't do it. Don't, you don't have to. Just leave it alone and go home. And don't install any weird phone lines places. You know, <laughs> just keep that shit to yourself. And no more, please, no more than one organ. That is the maximum. Even, so I'll share a little fun fact for you. My grandma, may she rest in peace, played the organ at church. She played it very well. But did she have an organ at home? No, she didn't. She had the one at church. That's where she practiced. That's where she played. You don't need it in your house. You just don't need it. So that's my closing thought. <laughs> closing <laughs> argument. And if you want to, you know, kid listening to the show, if, if you want to do anything with a corpse, you know, maybe the first person you ask is your local policeman. And yeah. Then, and then or like even if you just like... Yeah, like if you find one somewhere, don't just like take it home. Just call the cops immediately. Don't touch it. Don't, you know, 
or like you know what's that everyone always says like every podcast says this and I'm gonna jack like 75 podcast lines right now if you think you found a mannequin in the woods it's never a mannequin okay (laughs) it's never a mannequin don't touch it call the cops right away call for help and don't let your dog near it either that's icky um if you find a corpse there's only one thing you should be doing and a list of a lot of things you shouldn't do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just call someone. Um, and uh, yeah, people typically, you know, don't dispose of mannequins in the woods. I've never really seen a mannequin in the wild at all, come to think of it. Have you? No. I mean, no. some people will do use them to shoot photography practice, but that's it. No, I would, I never actually like, that would be scary, just period. Like walking through the woods and then there's a torso. Do you have any idea how many true crime story- stories, what's the story? Start like that? How many stories I've listened to on a million other podcasts that say, well, I was just taking my walk through the woods or I was just hiking in this area or I took my dog for a walk and I found what I thought was a mannequin and that's why the line that's so popular that everyone uses is it's never a mannequin because it's not it's not it's never a mannequin don't touch it don't (laughs) department stores pay so much money for them they're not just discarding them in the woods no and if you find one there it's it's for a weird reason just like jeffrey dahmer when he like smuggled he like what did he he like took one apart and kind of like smuggled it out of the store to like keep in his house. So if you find one somewhere random, know that it got there with weird intentions, right? <laughs> so, without a doubt, just, without yeah. a doubt, even yeah. if it's the most non-murderous criminal intentions, it's not good. If you are walking through the woods and you stumble upon an actual ma- mannequin, you are already too close and it's too late for you to run away. Like that's usually yeah. what's next. Like <laughs> Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely agree with that. Um so also maybe just in general, just don't go in the woods. Just this <laughs> I mean, I do like going in the woods, but like, you know, like, yeah, just be careful. I'm gonna just double down and say don't go in the woods at all. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can go with Lou. And his Crocs. You can choose your own ending. This is, this is the second time I'm bringing it up. Choose your own ending. Go into the woods with Lou and your Crocs or stay the F out of the woods with me and we can eat like some chips and like guacamole and get margaritas, right? I think that my option is better and does not involve um, uncertain death except for maybe high blood pressure from very salty chips, possibly, right? But that's that's it um yeah so that's pretty much it um if you guys know the name of the movie lou was talking about before please share that with me so i, I can have nightmares about it find it on google i could not find it i believe you um i hope it's on a memory <laughs> it's like a dream you had that oh you described God, to us you're like it's it was such a great movie and it's literally something you had a dream about a long time I just, ago i just go home and trying to tell my parents about this this movie i can't remember and they're like you mean Brenda? I mean whatever her name is. Like, oh god. <laughs> it's like a like a um recovered memory from like a yeah, traumatic yeah, yeah, event yeah. in your childhood. I had, a, I had yeah. a breakthrough. Yeah. So 
I yeah, hope, hope it's not, but I'm pretty sure it's a shitty movie, and that's why it's hard to find. Yeah, hopefully it's not anything. Um, hopefully someone helps me and finds the movie. Yeah, hopefully someone else out there knows what Lou is talking about. Please let us know if you do. Um, otherwise, that's all we got for now on this case, and we will see you next time. Um, and you've been listening to True Crime Time, where it's always time for a true crime. Have a great day. Peace out.